You're listening to A Strange Arrangement. Welcome back. I'm excited for this one. Because we're taking the song that we're working with, Old Lang Syne, into a new direction. With a genre of music that has a rich history, full of intelligent music writing, and virtuosic performances. It has this rich tradition of exploring a wide range of themes, bringing people together from all walks of life. And it's good for you, too. There's been a number of neurological studies that have found that listening to this music can help reduce stress and help process difficult emotions. And the music's just fun, which certainly doesn't hurt. And it's for these reasons and a whole lot more that I hold such a fondness for this kind of music. Ever since I discovered it as a teenager where I fell in love with it, I still love it now. It's not everyone's cup of tea, and sometimes it draws funny looks. But I'm not afraid. In fact, I'll stand up and say it proudly. I love metal. I love everything about it. Aggressive guitars turned way down low, notes bathed in distortion. Drums played lightning fast and recklessly loud. And vocals unlike anything I've ever heard from the human voice. Growls, shouts, screams. I think it's beautiful. Really, I do. Metal gets a lot of flack for its sound, but I think it is intelligently written and requires dedication to play well. It is a primal sound by design, intended to get your heart rate up, release some adrenaline, make you feel alive. But how do you take a sweet song like Old Lang Syne and make it a metal song? Well, to do that, we're going to have to change a few things and add a few more things. To get it to a place where it feels like a metal song, we should understand what makes metal what it is. And my guest today, Andrew Briner, will help us do that by taking us through a brief history of metal sounds, specifically doom metal, a subgenre under the wide umbrella that is metal music, and then by talking about how to achieve that distinct metal sound. So open up the pit and get ready. This is a strange arrangement. Hi, my name is Andrew Briner. I'm the guitarist in the band Bacchae from Washington, D.C., and I also make music as a solo artist. Bacchae is a punk band that tries to land somewhere in between post-punk, hardcore, pop-punk, surf rock, and a lot of other things. Um, we released a record called Pleasure Vision in 2020, and we're hard at work on the next release. So I approached Auld Lang Syne as a doom metal song. Uh, like all metal genres, doom metal can be traced back to Black Sabbath from Birmingham in the UK. They were one of the heaviest bands around in 1970, but they also used some of the darkest sounds in popular music at the time. Black Sabbath started with the distorted blues rock that a lot of other bands were doing around then, but they honed in on dissonant sounds like the tritone, they used chords less as harmony, and instead they used fast-moving power chords to make sort of melodic riffs out of chords. And that's now a staple of a lot of punk and metal music. Um, many of Black Sabbath songs uh, up the intensity, which this might be counterintuitive, but by slowing the tempo down. This makes for huge crashing beats that evoke a giant taking slow, thunderous steps. 
uh, guitarist Tony Iommi uh, famously used lower tunings on his guitar because they were easier to play after this is kind of a famous story. He was working um, in a factory of some kind uh, when the band was starting out and he accidentally cut off the ends of some of his fingers um, at work. And so he used these low tunings that let him play more comfortably and without pain with these injuries. Um, and that ended up contributing to this sludgy, pummeling guitar sound. Um, the low, you know, down-tuned guitar just makes things lower and deeper, and that, that really changes things. Um, singer Ozzy Osbourne chanted and wailed. His vocals were always very somber, minor key melodies, um, and that all came together to create this mysterious occult atmosphere in the band's music. So why am I going on about Black Sabbath? Because while a lot of metal genres would point to them as a foundational influence, doom metal is a genre that, especially in its early incarnations, stuck very closely to what I just described, and really a lot of the early doom bands sound a lot like Black Sabbath. Um, St. Vitus is one, uh, formed in Los Angeles in 1979, so not too long after Black Sabbath, or, you know, they were still active. Their sound took a lot from the slowest, most sludgy of Black Sabbath songs, emphasizing the plodding, relentless rhythm with giant, low riffs. And then there were bands with names like Pentagram, Lucifer's Friend, Necromandus. They all drew on dark horror and occult-related themes and issues in their lyrics and, um, you know, album covers and things like that, things like depression and death as well. Um, so, as often happens with metal genres, uh, Doom is now split into quite a lot of subgenres. You've got Funeral Doom, Black Doom, Epic Doom, Drone Metal, also related. I'm looking at more what people would call classic Doom, so these things from, you know, the late 70s and 80s that really stuck more to this Black Sabbath uh, formula. Um, so I'm I'm also going to though focus on another uh, doom subgenre called stoner metal. Stoner metal takes the doom formula and incorporates more influences from hard rock and psychedelic rock, progressive rock. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age uh, is one of the most popular bands that could be called stoner rock, and they're actually like pretty popular. Um, Sleep is one of the most prominent in the stoner metal genre. They famously created an hour-long song and album titled Dope Smoker. Uh, it's full of massive droning chords, hypnotic shouted vocals that you could say are like the soundtrack to a dark ritual or something like that. Funny enough, that's where I heard the connection to Auld Lang Syne. Um, Auld Lang Syne is Scottish. It's often arranged with bagpipes which is an instrument known for its droning sound. Um, it's associated with holiday music that sometimes has this sort of medieval Gregorian chant kind of sound that reminds me of more gothic doom sounds. But that droning thing especially made me think of stoner metal and doom metal. Something did make me think that going to doom and stoner metal would be an excellent place for Auld Lang Syne. So I drew on things like 70s and 80s doom metal, stoner metal bands like Kiss and Sleep, 
as well as Black Sabbath themselves to try to draw out the doom in Auld Lang Syne. So getting to the composition. One element of my composition that's hard to miss is that it's in G minor, while the original is in G major. I started the project trying to keep everything as close to the original as I could, but no matter how I tried, playing a G major tonic chord and including the major third in the vocal melody just never sounded right. I'm sure you can find some Doom song out there in a major key, but when I tried it, it sounded like we had totally shifted genre into some heavy but peppy country rock or something like that. So the other element that I felt like I had no choice but to drastically alter was the vocal melody. I would describe Auld Lang Syne's melody as elegant. It, it climbs upwards and downwards with nimble little steps, sets up these well-constructed jumps in the melody and with long notes that end lines. It uses most of the notes in the major scale as well, so it's using a lot of notes. Um, Doom, on the other hand, sounds better to me with less movement. Auld Lang Syne has some parts where the melody dips down a step or half step, and I thought that would be a good connection between these versions. I wanted my melody to have the kind of hypnotic droning quality that comes from sticking around a single note and just kind of briefly going up or down a step or a half step and coming right back that that is part of the sound in in some of this doom metal that that is very hypnotic and sort of swirling around a central point and that kind of feeling um but then still at the end of the line of lines i wanted to have a bigger jump um kind of imitating the end of line leap in all blank sign um, so I felt I had to change the vocal rhythm, too, just by virtue of being a type of contemporary rock music. Doom vocals often sound better with some syncopation, not just starting directly on the beat at the beginning of every phrase. Um, the, the original, uh, being a traditional song, uh, is, is much more sort of on the beat. And, um, well, there is a pickup note, um, at the beginning, um, of, of the song and of some phrases of the original, uh, that doesn't really add that, like, syncopated sound. So in my version, each line starts with a short rest, making the vocals start on the offbeat. I also thought there should be more gaps between lines to give a little breathing room and further move my version away from the smoothly sliding melody of the original. I would say part of the chanting sound of vocals in Doom to me comes from that, that gap and that sort of almost call and response, but it's like call and then nothing. Um, that, that feels like it's not just vocals all the time, which I think would sound kind of inappropriate for the genre. Um, I, the singing I, I did myself. I am, I am far from an expert singer, but the, I went for this throaty, almost phlegmy yell that I, I'm mostly trying to mimic Sleep's vocal style. Uh, it's in a resonant chest voice area, and I tried to add this, like, growly lower distortion. 
And Auld Lang Syne is a song that is often arranged with a lot of vocal harmonies. And so I made some for my version as well, just adding a kind of counter movement mostly where, you know, when the main vocal line goes up, the counter movement goes down. I thought that that added some depth and made it feel a little bit more kind of gothic or something like that. I tune my guitar down to open G minor um, with D on the lowest string. So uh, so that an open, yeah, an open chord would be a, a G minor with D in the bass rather than G as the lowest note. Just for reference, here's the chord. And now here's the fifth below it. Um, down tuning guitars, definitely very popular in Doom. Um, it, like I said before, it adds that, that depth and, um, you know, it makes things a little different since, uh, guitar in standard tuning can sound kind of like itself sometimes. Obviously you can do a lot with the instrument, but having a different tuning just sort of opens up a different palette. And I feel like that helps sort of the strangeness that can be a part of doom sometimes. Um, yeah, the lower you tune, the more sludgy and deep the guitar sounds. I would say this is not a very extreme low tuning, but it still adds to the demonic, ominous tone. And so having the D in the bass, that's the fifth of the, of the G minor chord. Um, so that means when I play chords by just barring the fret, which is how I played um, on all the chords in this, we would have the fifth of the chord as the lowest note. And to me, the fifth in the bass on a distorted guitar always creates a heavy kind of unsettling sound, but it's still consonant because it's still a root in the fifth. You know, it's still the notes that are supposed to be in that chord, but especially with distortion, having the fifth in the bass, I feel like it feels like something's a little bit off. Um, and, you know, it also just allows you to go to lower notes. Like if I was trying to get a G as my lowest note, it would have had to be significantly higher. So the guitar overall would have been less deep and low. Um, for for a lot of the chords, the guitar and the bass both slide into the chord itself from the next chord up or down. I find this is often a good way to add some movement to a song that doesn't have too many chords, like Auld Lang Syne, which only has four, and one is only played very briefly, so really three. I ended up keeping the bass pretty simple. Since the guitar had the fifth on its lowest string, I felt that the, the actual bass needed to play root notes mostly, or else when I tried it, it, it sounded kind of hard to understand which chord we were actually hearing. Um, and so I, I felt like the bass really needed to reinforce that uh, bass note. Uh, some doom bass can be really independent and move around a lot and, and do its own little riffs and things. But whenever I tried bass lines that, that did that or did some walking to connect the chords together, I, I found it too distracting. And so I ended up leaving it pretty simple. I made a little instrumental intro with its own riff hinting at what's to come. 
And then at the end, there's an outro with a solo. Stoner metal, especially with its long songs and influence from hard rock and psychedelic music, often has solos, even quite long ones sometimes. Doom does too. Uh, From what I've heard, the solos aren't typically super fast or shreddy, uh, but they do use some hammer-on pull-off trills, so you'll find I, I used a bunch of those. Uh, my solo probably ended up being more of a melodic thing than would be usual in in doom metal, but you know it's still not a. I, I don't claim to be a purist of the genre. For the drums, I knew I wanted to have a big, steady crash on every beat, which is very popular in doom. Use that as a backbone for lots of riff-like fills that follow the guitar and bass and just sort of very active compared to the slow tempo itself. That leaves a lot of room for ornamentation, counter rhythms, filling in the space, keeping things feeling like it's moving along even when the actual tempo is again pretty slow. And now here's the whole arrangement. Thank you very much, Andrew, for this lesson in doom metal. Where can we find your stuff? Uh, You can find us on Bandcamp, social media, and all streaming services. So again, we're called Bacchae. B-A-C-C-H-A-E. And now you know how to pronounce it, too. Bacchae. A Strange Arrangement was produced by me, Rob McCarthy. I edit and mix the show, and I recorded our theme music. Our artwork was done by Daniel Joel Newman. You can find more of his work at danieljoelnewman.com. Thanks to Brian Watson and Rob Hom for notes. Special thanks to Elizabeth Stahl for edits and the show's intro. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It certainly helps support the show. You can also visit our website, asamusicpodcast.com, for sheet music. 
and for more info on our guests. A special thanks to Trey Vickers for throwing his guitar on top of our theme song. The opening song in this episode is called Be Yourself by Sin Yells. You can find more of their music on YouTube. Thanks again for listening. Next week, we will look at one of a thousand ways that we can play with rhythm. That's next time on A Strange Arrangement.